0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. It is a final. In fact, they are both final now at the World Cup. Netherlands has won Group A with a 2-0 win over Qatar, and Senegal has moved on with a 2-1 win over Ecuador as the second-place team in Group A, which brings into focus now uh, what is on the line for the United States as they get ready for their match against Iran coming up at 11 a.m. Welcome back to Ben and Woods. Uh, so here's how it stands. Um, if the United States doesn't, doesn't win, it doesn't matter. So... If they lose or they tie, they're out. It's over. If the United States wins and England wins against Wales, the United States will be the second-place team in Group B. They will play the Netherlands in the knockout round, I believe, on Saturday in the first match. If the United States wins and England loses or ties, the United States will win Group B, and they will play Senegal, I believe, on Sunday in in uh, the second day of
1: knockout play the netherlands a more favorable matchup you netherlands think? is a
0: top 10 team in the world they would probably be the tougher matchup senegal is right around Oh, that's right you said senegal is right around kind of where the we teams, are okay. right around where the united states is would be a more even matchup so yeah you, you so the ideal outcome i guess would be a win and an england loss or tie that would win the group but you know that's what you would expect you get a a more favorable matchup if you win your group yeah. rather than finish second in your group. Either way, though, you know, the United States wants to move on and get a chance against either the Netherlands or Senegal this weekend.
1: It's going to be the most uh, moronic American thing that I've ever said. And I've said a lot of those things. Uh, if the U.S. loses today, I don't know how much interest I'll have in it. I, You know, I found myself tuning in to Did some you? of the other matches. I, I have not watched... Even... I have not watched much of the other matches, other than, than
0: even on Sunday morning the Browns and Patriots were on. It was a close game, but it yeah. wasn't a great NFL game. And I kept finding myself going back to Spain and Germany, knowing those are two of the <laughs> okay. better teams. Some and... of the be- yeah, maybe yeah. I will. So you know, in the knockout round, you should you are going to just be left with the best teams, and you'll get quickly down to the yeah, quarterfinals and the semifinals. I feel like I'll still still. I mean, there is only. Once you get to the knockout all right, round, knockout round How many teams left? Sixteen. So eight, eight more, eight matches. Okay. Single elimination. All right, maybe I will. Then four. Then two. Then one. So a- after this, there's only going to be fourteen, thirteen matches left in the entire fourteen, fifteen matches left in maybe the entire I will. tournament.
1: Maybe I will. Plus the third place game. Still some big, big countries. But
0: it would teams. be more fun, I think, for all of us. Oh, yeah. If the United States moves on, like and I said, it's a very at least American one thing chance to say. this weekend. <laughs> I admitted it. I wear. I wear it. You know, it'll be a good weekend. You get your conference championship games in football. I think the Pac-12 is on Friday night, and then the rest of them are on Saturday. And you could have a USA World Cup knockout round game this weekend as well. Qatar eliminated as the host nation. Yes, they did not win any of their matches. No, we haven't either. That's true. <laughs> that is true. A couple of ties, though. At least. Uh, Keeping us alive to yes. this point, correct. All right, uh, so that is coming up at eleven o'clock this morning. Woods is going to be watching with the locals. Yeah, buddy, uh, I'm at excited. O'Brien's, and we will be able to talk about it uh, tomorrow morning. And I'm sure the coach will keep you updated
1: during his good, show. good food down there. Very good food at O'Brien's. Yeah. What do you oh, like?
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, they do bacon really well. So if you like anything like a BLT Who or you a bacon to? burger, do you like with
2: bacon on it. Woods? <laughs> Who are you talking to?
0: Bacon grilled cheese, things like that. They do good French fries. Um, But if you want to eat healthier, they've got good salads. I just recommend getting some bacon crumble on
1: the salad as well. Cobb.
3: How did you gain all the weight?
0: Uh,
1: By going to O'Brien's, Paul, is how I did. I'm going to get a burger and try the bacon grilled cheese sandwich. Sounds good, huh? Sounds really good. And some fries and a Coke. Mm. Perfect. So much for that two-day diet. 48 hours. I made it again, guys. He starts a diet
0: in the last month of the year. I do. This is the month like where you moron. let yourself go.
1: No, no. I can't. you go to the gym for I've, a week in January? I've done 11 <laughs> months of letting myself go. <laughs> i got to get in shape for fantasy camp, dude. Come on. Oh, that's right. Oh my We're like God. a month away. I worked out the last two days I can't even walk. I hate this. All right,
0: hate 9, 9 a.m., time to get some headlines from Polly. Let's get to the Rindle Report. And get things started here with our edition today's edition of the rindle report
1: now tuned into the greatest welcome to the rindle report with Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul.
2: All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, biatch? It's the Reindel Report.
4: Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you?
1: On 97.3 The Fan.
4: Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please.
5: <laughs> that was good.
4: Can I get a holy?
1: There are 40 drops in that <laughs> intro
0: now, and I love well, that's it. that's practically the turnover drops field really, right there. <laughs> pretty in the pretty much report is. Open.
2: I love it. Pretty damn close. We will add more, I'm sure. Uh, it's the Rhino Report brought to you by the San Diego Soccers. Another season of fast-paced, high-scoring indoor action is here with the home opener coming up on Sunday, December 11th at Pachanga Arena. Get your tickets today.
0: My prediction, it will not be a nil-nil draw in the Soccers opener. That would be shocking. Yeah. And I think impossible. Yes, they believe they (laughs) they actually
2: play overtime, and someone has to win. Uh, You guys remember about a week ago? Now we talked about Lane Kiffin and the reports of him going to Auburn and him going at it with some the Ben of Mississippi, somewhere in Mississippi, Mississippi Ben, Mississippi Ben, (laughs) Mississippi Ben. I do declare! I do declare! Uh, Well, we do have an update on that. (laughs) He's going to Auburn. Well, 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 well. what is this contraption I do declare? So, uh, Auburn has announced their next head football coach, and it was not Lane Kiffin. It was not Lane Kiffin. Uh, Hugh Freeze is going to become Auburn's next coach. They announced that yesterday, and uh, AD John Cohen said after a thoughtful, thorough, and well-vetted search, we ended... Where we started with Hugh Freeze. Of all the candidates we considered, Hugh was the best fit. Fit has several meanings, but the most important factors were student-athlete development, football strategy, recruiting, and SEC experience. It's a six-year contract averaging six and a half mil per year. So uh, Hugh Freeze,
0: uh, like, creating that program at Liberty. Yes. That has done really well the last few years. Now, he was in the SEC before. Speaking of Mississippi, he was the coach at Mississippi. Did pretty well, beat uh, Nick Saban back to back years. But remember what took him down? He got caught, his phone number calling escort services. Over That's and right, over and, over and over again. That is right. Then he I forgot. It. And about then he ended up at the religious that. school at Liberty, and now he's going back to the SEC. And somewhere people are going, but we—I mean—we got rid of him the first time. What's different now? Why are we letting him back in? I well. I don't know. I why mean, did Liberty let him in? I, I guess. Redemption?
1: They, yeah, apparently. They, he, I'm reading this article. There's not one mention of that. Right.
2: I, I, I told <laughs> you I about said. that documentary I watched about uh, Liberty University and the founders. Oh, that's uh, Falwell. Uh, yeah, Falwell, Jerry Falwell Jr. So why did they hire Hugh Freeze? I wonder. Wow.
1: I So when they announced it, I went, Hugh Freeze, he's a name I know. I feel, and I thought to myself, I feel like I should know more about him, and this is a bigger deal than I'm making it in my head. And that's right. <laughs> what was his excuse? Oh, I don't butt remember. Butt dial? <laughs> was it a butt <laughs> dial? Multiple times to
2: multiple. <laughs> number, escort service it's the number. damnedest
1: <laughs> thing, guys. The damnedest thing happened. I'm gonna, I'll look it up.
2: <laughs> yes, please do, because I would actually love to revisit that story. As would I. Uh, that's pretty much it for sports today. Uh, you know, I just played that clip earlier.
3: How did you gain all the weight? Yeah, there it is.
2: That, of course, stems from this longer version of that clip. Of
5: course, I'm a hustler, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to always think nonstop how to get this money to take care of my mother, my father, my team. And not just that to live good. You know, I I want the house on the water. I want the nice car. I want the nice watch. I want to stay Stay fresh. Stay clean. I want to stay clean. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, you, you should strive for greatness. Right. How did you gain all the weight? Um, it's one of my
2: favorite it's ever, moments it's so, ever. So uh, I actually <laughs> found out what else DJ Khaled wanted. So he had a birthday. turned 47 on Saturday. Yeah, DJ Khaled and I, same birthday, month, and year. When's your birthday? It was earlier this oh, month, right. and I turned 47. Like three weeks ago. That's right. um, Drake, who... Gotta have like $200 million at least. At least. What would you get DJ Khaled for his birthday? The guy, I mean, DJ Khaled himself has done very well. Yeah, he's can do he everything. He wants. he wants the rings, he wants nice the, watch. The, the the watch, the pool. Stay the house. clean. Stay clean. Stay fresh. Well, he's gonna stay clean. He's gonna stay fresh because In a new shower. <laughs> Close. With a new bidet. Very there you go. <laughs> he uh, did he got a bidet? For DJ Khaled's birthday, Drake friended or uh presented him with luxury toilets for his birthday.
1: It's one of the best gifts you could give
2: someone. Japanese toilet? Yeah, four of them. And uh, DG College showed him off on Instagram. He said, this is no regular toilet bowl. My brother Drake just bought me and my family about four big toilet bowls. It's called a Toto toilet bowl. He was extremely excited. He goes, I'm not even joking, Drake. We've been wanting this. (laughs) Me and my queen been talking about getting Toto's for the whole house. He's got four of them. They are a massive toilet. It's like the smart toilet. It, uh, it includes a UV light cleaning system, remote control operation, an automatic toilet seat that uh, to open and close it, a nightlight, a built-in air deodorizer, heated seats, and of course, a bidet.
0: So when I was on uh, second Hawaii vacation, our hotel room had one of those smart advanced toilets. had lots of different settings. Play with different temperatures of water. Oh yeah. It's, you know, like you know, like a hose where you can yes. change it from the jet spray to yeah, the mist to the, yep. to, the, stream. to the stream. You could do that with anything oh, that yeah. was cleaning
1: your undercarriage. Yep. It was uh it was quite the smart toilet. So I'm looking right now, a Toto Neo Rest seven hundred H dual flush toilet is f-
2: $5,000. They range from, yeah, 5500 to $20,000. That's you low end. You got the low end. I, I got the low end. Over end there, to-do. Woodsy. Khaled said, uh, if you've ever been to Drake's house, you know it's worth $500 million. It's not about the money. It's just about he went and got the best of the best. He gifted us a few of these Toto toilet bowls. I, I would have
0: just sent DJ Khaled a pound cake from Pound Town. Yeah, from Pound Town. It's a great gift. Pat Butlitz.
1: Uh... I have we have a bidet Town Town's the greatest now it's separate from the toilet no or it's in the toilet it's um, what do you mean like it's is it like a separate bowl that you or is it inside
0: oh, the toilet like in. a doo doo bowl
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes we do do in a bowl and then then we get the bidet. Then we empty out our doo-doo bowl in the sink. <laughs> That's what we do.
0: You do doo in the toilet. Then you move over to the bidet? No. It's right you there. Sit. It's all on the same It's thing. got a remote control. They're not all in, always in the same No. Thing. In the 1984, yeah, you, you get, had to get up and
1: go <laughs> to the next one and sit down. I've seen Crocodile Dundee, too. Uh, but I've never actually seen one of those. The one, the one I have is you sit. There's a remote. It's on the wall. And you sit and do your business. And then you... You, know, you can move it back. back you can and like forward.
0: install that into a normal toilet. Yeah, yeah that's what we you don't have
1: to have a special toilet. No, now. no,
0: no. Okay. you can install Good to
1: know. it. It is. It's. It's the greatest. I mean, it is truly, truly. Now the dry setting. It doesn't I don't remember
0: work. Crocodile Dundee. It was.
1: He was very. He didn't know what the. Did he
0: make a bidet mate joke? God dang
1: it, Bidet hey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bidet, Bidet, mate. <laughs> mm. What do you got there? Bidet, mate. Yeah, Bidet, mate. <laughs> it's uh, well worth the investment in your home. And now we have the cleanest undercarriages. <laughs> it's great. And
2: you'd finally. Oh, you'd love
0: it. It's not a knife. That's a knife.
2: I just don't know what to do
0: with him anymore. Bidet, mate. But I might. Getting better. What the bloody hell was that attempt at an Aussie accent? It's actually getting better over the years.
1: <laughs> go ahead,
2: Paulie.
0: <laughs> this is a knife.
2: Oh my God. Finally, the uh word of the year from Merriam Webster.
1: Oh.
2: any me guess. Why does she get well, Oh. Gaslighting. Oh, God.
0: Gaslighting. Yes. Like when you go down to no, t- downtown on 5th Avenue no, and have some drinks, gaslighting. you're gaslighting. Oh, no, God. No, no, no. It's uh, what you hold
1: your legs back and you put a lighter <laughs> here and you light your fart. Is what gaslighting
0: <laughs> Let's take a poll. Don't ask me yeah. why, why Who in the rigged. studio has actually done that before? I have. <laughs> I have. I have. Yeah. yeah, and I have not. <laughs> it hurts. It can't hurt. We have it some can. of the it most can. shocking what? poll results you would ever imagined. Yeah.
2: So uh, gaslighting is defined as the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. Merriam-Webster says in this age of misinformation, fake news, conspiracy theories, Twitter trolls and deep fakes, gaslighting has emerged as a word for our time. According to them, 2022 saw a 1,740% increase in lookups for the word gaslighting. You know why? Nobody knows what it means,
1: including my wife who tells me that I gaslight her and I tell her that she gaslights me. Neither of us are right. I just looked up the definition again. So if someone says, well, you know, I only do it because I love you, or believe me, this is for the best. When doing something you perceive as abusive, controlling, or,
2: you are misleading them I have to never make yourself done
1: that In good. my entire life have I said, hey, believe me, this is for the best. On a
0: broader, <laughs> on a broader scope, though. It's any time that you're making someone else feel like feel like that I'm am I am I the Are one who's crazy? crazy? here? Yeah. am I crazy oh, here? Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. I yeah. mean I'm I'm so confident that this is and everyone's telling me that this is wrong, but my instincts tell me you're wrong and you're trying to convince me that I'm
1: wrong. And then something. you start thinking, am I? Am I wrong? Am I nuts? Yeah.
0: And then you're wondering, then you're doubting yourself.
1: Here it's you a go. horrible feeling. 10 signs of gaslighting behavior. Blatant lies. You know the person is lying often with ease, yet they say they do not recognize this in their behavior. Deny, deny, deny. Using what you love against you. Losing your sense of self. Words versus actions. Love and flattery. That's gaslighting? Loving somebody and flattering them? Consider me guilty. Confusion. Projecting you're crazy. Everyone else is a liar. Yeah, there's some in there that, uh, you know, some of those hit home, I think. (laughs) I've definitely done some of those. Have you? I guess so. Yeah, we all have. I tell Ben all the time, Ben, you're crazy. This is for your own good. (laughs) Just read the liner. I tell Woods,
0: you're smart and entertaining all the time. (laughs) Try to build him up a little bit. Why not? (laughs) So you're a gaslighting lying sack of ass is what you are. That's our Rhino Report. Um, So when we come back, we're going to get a a call or two. I already see a couple of familiar names on the board here. Also, a shout-out to his family. Now, this is someone you probably don't know their name. Oh, but you know them. But my guess is you will know them. Just saw this last night, a uh, a tragic passing. So we'll get to that coming up next with Bennett Woods, back after a check of traffic here on 973 the Fan.
4: And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family.
0: Our Ben and Wood's tributes to someone who has fallen, taken from us. And when I saw this name yesterday, Woods didn't really ring any bells to me. Actor Clarence Gilliard passed away yesterday at the age of sixty-six after a a long illness but then when i saw a couple of his roles i realized oh i definitely know him uh including from his film debut in 1986 when he played lieutenant junior grade marcus williams call sign sundown in the movie top gun
5: hey where the hell are you going uh it's not good it it doesn't look good what do you mean it doesn't look good doesn't get to look any better than that Hey, man, we could have had it. We could have had it. <laughs> hey, we could have had it, man. I'm a fire when I am good and ready. You get that? I
1: always felt bad for him. Yeah, a tough role to have to replace cool. Goose. Yeah, he's got to step into Goose's yeah, shoes. Sundown. And then you got, you know, uh, you got Maverick there, who's obviously been through some trauma, and but you still have a job to do if you're sundown. And, man, he uh, he was awesome. He was awesome. He was great in the singing scene. Uh, Baby, baby. He jumped in. i you get know. down on my knees
5: For you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After no.
0: Mav and Charlie going to the back, he, yes. he, he keeps singing. Uh, other roles from his IMDb uh, he was Theo, the terrorist computer Dude. expert in Die Hard. He was great. As the <laughs> Theo was
5: amazing.
1: An amazing, amazing Also character. had uh, recurring
0: roles on Walker, Texas Ranger. He was uh, Walker's partner, Jimmy, and uh, was also on Matlock. As Matt Locke's private investigator, Clarence Gilliard, passes away
1: yesterday at the age of sixty-six. Yeah, man, left behind six children. Six children, man. So what a bummer to see that he was a very.
0: uh, I mean, he moved to Hollywood, served. He was a waiter.
1: Yeah, and then you know tried to get acting gigs.
0: You know, got on a couple of sitcoms as uh, guest star roles, and eventually. Turned it into a career. You know, the funny thing is he... He uh, was a professor, I he, saw. He actually got his, uh, his, got his master's in acting and went back and was a professor of the fine arts theater p- department at UNLV. Yep. Later in life. Yeah. So, really, really Didn't know cool. the name Clarence Gilliard, but I certainly remembered Sundown from the movie Top Gun.
4: Shout out to his family. All
0: right. Got a couple of callers on the line. I see our friend Ryan Cohen is there. Let's get to Ryan here. It's always good to hear from you, Ryan. Even in the off season. How you doing,
4: man? Hey, buddy. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing?
1: Doing well, man. What's on your mind?
4: So I, it's Giving Tuesday, as you may know, it's the day of giving. Um, I've been involved with Camp Kesson for a long time, so I just wanted to shout out Pauly and Woodsy. who are going to come to our charity Whiffleball tournament. Can't next, wait in a couple of weeks, It's December seventeenth. So I just wanted to talk about that really quick. Um, if you want to join, Mark Grant is going to be there. There are some special prizes as well. We got. Uh, knock Around Sunglasses is giving all the participants sunglasses. There's a painting of Joe Musgrove that's signed by Joe Musgrove. So tons of cool Padre stuff. If you want to be a part of that, you can play with Paul Woods, Mark Grant, myself, some other former Major League Baseball players. It's going to be a great time. Um, you can check out all the details for that on my Twitter page. And all the money raised goes to Camp Kessim, pre-summer camp for kids whose parents have been affected by cancer.
0: I love that. You've talked about Camp Kessim before, but, you know, those kids, you, know, you forget what they're going through. I mean, sure. parents obviously – Got to fight cancer, and you you know someone's got to help them take care of the kids. But the kids, oftentimes, you know, don't get the attention that they need because parents have to go through this fight for their lives and what's going on, you know, back at home in the family life.
1: No question, one of the uh, the the best charities out there that you can give to. So if you're able, please do that. Also, I will warn you, Ryan Cohen is the most competitive <laughs> sob you will ever see on a wiffle ball field ever. More competitive than I- Mark Grant. Than me than Paulie, it's amazing to watch.
4: I hate losing, man. I, I try to be a nice guy in general, but once I'm playing, it's it's a different story. I don't I don't like losing.
1: No, no, you are a nice guy. You're like one of the nicest guys I know. But you're out not on...
2: trying to be. You no, just no, are.
1: Yeah, you're a nice dude. Now, to me, wiffle ball has to be a somewhat casual sport.
0: It is oh, the no. least casual.
2: I'm dialing. Not up a Pete's part. I'm really? dialing. Yes, I'm practicing. Like it's gnarly. It's honestly worth it just to get out and see Pete's Park, though. It is so ridiculous cool. so what cool. our buddy Luke from Lakeside yeah. has. No, do you out
0: play there. like um, we used to play in the schoolyard, like peg him outs? Or do you? Oh, have, yeah, yeah. Like if you throw and hit someone, oh, yeah.
1: on the bases they're out. It's it's really okay. it's really like you can and you can embarrass yourself pretty easily out there. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. Ryan, appreciate it. Good
0: luck. Thank, thank, thank you, brother, you for reminding us. Great cause, and uh, thank you for calling in. We'll retweet from Woods
4: thank you guys love you guys Appreciate love you buddy it. love you
0: all right also here before the bottom of the air here's a name I haven't seen in a while uh you remember during the pandemic we did the show from my uh, parents guest house we yes. called it the corona cave corona cave and then corona cave jeff called in he said you know i i built that it's guest amazing. house at <laughs> your parents just amazing where we did our, our show our, our temporary studio and we haven't heard from corona cave jeff in a while but he's called in good morning jeff
5: good morning gentlemen how we doing today
1: dude long time how you been
5: Oh man, super super busy, but I got to tell you t- today's show is the reason I listen to this show, but before <laughs> I get to the main reason, I think my dad patented gaslighting. Did he? Because as a kid, as a kid growing up, it was always this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Used it. <laughs> and I would get these spankings and he would pretend like he didn't like it. <laughs> so, he, he would always lay that out, like, you know, I really don't want to do this. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> My mom kind of was the impetus. She says, Your son's not been a good boy today when he would get home from work and the gaslighting would begin.
1: <laughs> yeah, master. Parents are, we are master gaslighters. We absolutely are. Hey, this is for your own good, buddy. I'm taking yeah, this yeah. from you for your own good. Yeah, I, can, I mean the whole exactly. Christmas season. If you're not
5: good, then yeah, yeah, you're yeah. it's just no a, bunch presents, a bunch of gas gaslighting. It's really the whole thing. It's exactly That's right. <laughs> well done. Well so, done. but the, but the main reason I called, and and I got to tell you, this is probably one of the greatest shows in your history. <laughs> and I think I'm serious. I think Ben needs to patent bede mate. Yeah, I mean, bidet, mate. oh my god, I had to I had to pull over. <laughs> I was living in Australia for a couple of years when that movie came out. I yeah. saw it at a drive-in in the boondocks, okay? And for years, I've walked around saying things like, that's not a knife. <laughs> but but the daymate, oh, my gosh, that's a million-dollar line. I can't believe no one has invented
2: that. How much did Ben pay you for this? invented it.
0: Thank you, Jeff. I like to hear that. I mean, it really is. Uh, or you're just uh, gaslighting if, me. If you're going
1: <laughs> <you're> to <laughs> If you're an Australian bidet company, it's bidet, mate. Should be your that should be your tagline. Just like Petco pork, we need a pork store there, like Satriali's in in Petco Park, and call it Petco pork. Petco pork. You leave with sausages around your neck, <laughs> big pork chops, and everything else.
0: Jeff, it was great to hear from you, man. Thank you so much yeah, for that.
5: Love you guys.
1: Love you, buddy. Love you too. Appreciate it. All
0: right, uh, we'll come back if you missed it early this morning, six thirty. Had a chance to talk with the Princess of Darkness. She's just great. Former Raiders CEO, now uh, CBS NFL analyst Amy Trask. Uh, We're going to talk to Amy, hear from her again when we come back on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
5: Much
1: to our surprise.
0: Our boy Doug sent us the uh, the link to the website. There is, in, in fact, a company called Bidet Mates. Yeah, Bidet Mate. You can go to bidetmate.com. It's We're a, a real plug right there. Yeah. Order your bidet online. Tell them what the tagline is uh, Don't be a dingo. Don't. Go to bidetmates.com. Be a dingo. Hmm. You would tell everybody what you said. Shouldn't it shouldn't be Don't Be a Dingo. Barry is there. That
1: would be a dingo berry <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a, He is on one today and it is, I am here for it and I love it I think it's
0: probably because we got to talk to Amy Trask oh, She so yeah. always <laughs> inspires me She does, Such she's a inspired. lovely lady but all With a sharp edge oh, as she always yes. does I had some great NFL discussion Early, we're going to bring that back for you Right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan There it is. That can only mean one thing. Go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline where we are joined, and it's been far too long, by the former CEO of the Raiders, NFL analyst for CBS Sports, author of Negotiate Like a Girl, and one of our favorite guests of all time, the Princess of Darkness, Amy Trask, back with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Amy, good morning to you and welcome back.
3: Well, it has been too long. I think I'm gonna have to start stalking you men because I missed you. I mean you drop in a princess of darkness, you give me my walk music and I get to talk to you.
1: So uh, it has been way too long. Pauly said you had a little we had a little ESP going yesterday. Is uh, that re- right, you? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I believe in things like that. He reached out and you said what? I I was thinking about you guys this morning.
3: I I was thinking about you on Sunday as I was watching the games and as I was tweeting about the games, and I I think I was thinking about you Friday and Saturday, too. And then I got an email from Paul, and I I just said, you might be afraid, but we're exchanging brainwaves.
1: (laughs) I love being on the same page. It it really lends itself to a great interview. I wanted to start here. Uh, After watching the game last night, Amy, Jeff Saturday, you know, no experience as a head coach. He's getting dragged, I think, rightfully so, this morning, uh, for his clock management or lack thereof last night. I disagree, but go ahead. Get out of here. You, you can't. You don't get bonused for taking your timeouts with you into overtime if you get there. But Amy, I wanted to ask you this. It is something that we we talk about a few times a year. There's a couple of teams that are good at it and and are not good at it, and and they they stand out to me. When you were with the Raiders. How a how are your coaches at clock management? B did anyone ever consider in football let's hire a guy to just manage the clock?
3: Well, you know i I was yelling, "Take a timeout! Take a timeout!" Because on our pregame show on CBS Sports Network, we have to pick games at the end, and I had picked Indianapolis, and I'm screaming, "Take a timeout! Take a timeout!" <laughs> yes, um, look, you know it, it's one thing to lose a game if your talent doesn't match up well against the talent of the other team. It's one thing to lose a game if you have holes on your roster. But to lose a game because you don't understand game management or clock management is infuriating to league executives and team owners. And look, I'm not saying they would have won the game. I get it. If they call a timeout or multiple timeouts, Maybe they tie the game, maybe they don't, maybe it goes to overtime, maybe they try a two-point, who knows? But they didn't give themselves the best chance to tie that game and send it to overtime or maybe even to win it with a two-point conversion. I talked about clock management with Al all the time. I found it fascinating. He used to test me on it. Wow. He would ask me questions about, you know, he'd give me down in distance and time remaining and ask me about clock management. Wow! Because look, as I said, if you can't win a game because you don't have the right men on your roster, all right, fair enough. But you shouldn't lose a game because you don't understand clock management or game management. And to answer your question, some coaches were very good at it, Some coaches were not good at it. And I said to Al so many times when we had coaches who weren't good at it, you've got to have someone upstairs in that upstairs press box booth who can call down and help with clock management. And Al once said to me, and this is a quote, we should put your husband in there because my husband is so good at clock management (laughs) and he used to talk about it with Al all the time as well. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that to him. <laughs>
0: Amy, Al Davis, obviously, however you felt about him, he knew football. He, he grew yes. up in football, coaching football. Not every owner has that background. Now, I'd imagine most of them think that they know football really <laughs> well. But in your experience, you don't have to name anyone specifically. The owners of football now, the 32 guys and gals, uh, you know, who own teams, do they know football as well as they think they know football? And you know, just looking at the hiring of Jeff Saturday, clearly an interesting, you know, good guy who knows football, but should he have been a coach? Should that have been a decision the owner kind of stepped in and made there?
3: Well, you're right, and you're right. You're right as to Al, irrespective of what one thinks of him, and I'm confident there are people listening to this who loved him and those who couldn't stand him, but the man knew football, um, Hall of Fame football man. Um, and and you're right also, there are team owners who don't know football and as the prices of the teams have increased and increased and increased and as they continue to increase there's more and more and more of that because you know not everyone who's a football aficionado can go buy a team for over four billion that's billion with a b man um for four billion dollars i you know look but when you're the team owner you're the team owner if you want to believe you you know football you do but you know the best owners are going to find people. Who know
1: this sort of thing? Uh, we are talking to the great, the great Amy Trask here on Ben and Woods uh, this morning. There's been uh, some some underperforming teams that I think the pundits, ourselves included, got wrong. You know, you look at at what the Broncos have done this season, or m- more specifically, what they haven't done. Amy, and I know you had some. Pretty spicy thoughts on Twitter. It's kind of of what I said, we got to get her on again, man. She is dropping the hammer on Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, again, you talk about sometimes head coaches. It's weird to be a head coach in the NFL and look completely, completely over your skis uh, every single week. Bad ownership, I think, as well has gone on in Denver. That's a team that should be a powerhouse every single year. They haven't drafted well. They don't coach well. They're not doing anything well right now.
3: going into the season, I thought the AFC West would be not only the strongest division in the AFC, but I thought it would be one of the strongest divisions in the league as a whole. Denver's underperforming. Las Vegas is underperforming. Uh, As to Denver, again, that was one of the teams I picked on our CBS Sports Network pregame show. And I was mad because I'm the only one of the five of us on the show who picked that. So that was spicy because I was angry. Um, (laughs) But being business um, rational about it, I'm going to stick by what I said. I, I kind of liked my spice, though. You know what? I'm I did, too. My spice. I loved it. Um, look, here's the deal. You know how many zeros there are in a billion? Yeah.
1: Nine? Is that nine. Right? nine.
3: There are nine zeros in a billion. So you have to write down a number, and then you write nine zeros, and that's how many zeros are in a billion. Well, the new team owners in Denver paid over $4.6 billion dollars. Rounding up, that's close to $5 billion, and this team is underperforming. A lot of people are criticizing Russell Wilson, and clearly he's not playing well, but I don't think he is being best positioned to be his best, and that's what the best coaches do. They best position players to be their best. The reason I thought Denver could win last week, dominating defense, but the last two weeks that defense has not played well when it has needed to do so, and I wonder if there's just um, something permeating the whole organization now, which is, you know, what the heck are we doing? How
0: do you, Amy Trask, know when a quarterback is finally done? I mean, what what do you see? Because I mean, we thought Tom Brady might be done 12 years ago, and he's only now <laughs> finally showing some signs of his age. Aaron Rodgers was an MVP last couple of years, but gets hurt this year, and certainly, I mean, that's that's now a situation they're going to have to deal with in Green Bay. But Russell Wilson. His kind of fall off the cliff came a lot earlier and faster. Um, What do you look for when you see an aging quarterback, and how do teams make that decision on the most important position on the field?
3: Well, there are so many variables for which one has to control. So using your example of Aaron Rodgers, is it the injury to the thumb, which is apparently much more severe than any of us knew it to be initially? Is it age? Is it Lack of talent um, at some other positions on the field. Is it the fact that he opted not to participate in off-season programs and then complained that the receivers weren't in sync with him? <laughs> well, okay, you want to be in sync, maybe go to the off-season programs and sync up. So you know, there's a lot of variables for which to control. In the case of Russell, he too is coming off an injury, um, albeit from a while ago. You know, from last season. You know. Is it the coaching? Is it that he's not being best positioned to be his best? Is it his age? I don't think we would see the drop-off that we've seen from one season to the next just because of his age. Might it be a factor? Of course. Might there be multiple factors? Of course. As to when you know, I had the tremendous, tremendous, just unbelievable honor of sitting in meetings with Al Davis and Bill Walsh. And listening to them discuss football many, many, many times, one of their discussions was about this very issue. And Bill said to Al very lovingly, Al, you hold on to players too long. You've got to let them go earlier. It's best for the team. You're holding on to these men longer than you should. You've got to cut them sooner. And Al looked at Bill and just from his heart said, I can't. I love them. And so, you know, here's a man who's admitting, I love these men. And he said it to Bill. I love them. I can't do that. So that weighs in as well uh, for some owners in terms of cutting players.
1: I I can't even imagine. I would be that guy. Ben would trade them when their value is highest and and cut them and do whatever he had to do, get the most back. I would. They'd they'd be 47 years out there trying to sling it around. And I was like, I love the guy. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I am absolutely that way. Talking to Amy Trask here on Better Woods uh, this morning. So, you know, more than halfway through the season, you're seeing you're seeing some. I think a lot of the cream that has you know risen to the top has just been at the top. You know, teams like the Chiefs, the Bills have had, they've won eight games, but man, I, they feel a little more suspect than they used to. When you look at at at, at it right now, give us your kind of way too early Super Bowl predictions. Who are you really buying into? Um, from you know, give me a team from the AFC and a team from the NFC that you could see matching up well in the Super Bowl.
3: Well, I agree with you. It's way too early because as we know on any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, (laughs) um, there can be an injury that is just devastating to a team. So it's hard to control for all of that. I agree with you. Kansas city is just magnificent. I think Andy Reid is a phenomenal head coach and Patrick Mahomes, you know, there's, you can't, you can't state enough accolades about him. The combination of Andy and Patrick, Um, boy oh boy I I like the Chiefs you know you mentioned the Bills at 8-3 and well hello Miami Dolphins at 8-3 and and irrespective of how far they go this year I think Mike McDaniel is at least at this point coach of the year they are tied with Buffalo and I believe ahead of them in the the rankings due to tiebreakers so you know that's a very fun team to watch do I think they're going to go very very far I don't know but boy oh boy coach of the year In the NFC, um, Philadelphia, you mentioned 10 and one. Wow. Minnesota, nine and two. Now, I haven't been sold fully on Minnesota all year, but at nine and two, you got to look at them and say, wow, this team is doing something right. Obviously, Green Bay, very, very disappointing. Oh, and by the way, someone in the NFC South is going to make the playoffs. It could be any one of those four teams none of which have more than five wins right now. Another team to keep an eye on in the NFC, I think, is San Francisco. Um, Can you win games with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Are you going to win games because of Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think so. But that team is otherwise very, very, very good. I think they're a phenomenal quarterback away from being the best in the NFC.
0: We already know he can take them to the Super Bowl. We know that, We've seen it, so I I agree with you Hundred percent. Last thing for me, Amy. Uh, it looks like the the end game here with the Washington Commanders will be the the sale of the team by Dan Snyder and, and someone else will come in. D- does that kind of end it all, and we just move on? And what what does the NFL do when the owners are the guys in charge, but sometimes are also the problem? How do you deal with that? How does Roger Goodell deal with that as a commissioner?
3: Well, we'll see if there's a sale, whether it's a sale in full, a sale of a limited partnership, a minority interest, so to speak. Um, you know, maybe there's a path to control. Maybe there's not. Maybe there's a sale in its entirety. But you hit the nail on the head, of course. There are 32 teams. They are the business owners. They are the league. They control the league. Everyone who works in the league office from the commissioner down is an employee of those 32 owners. So we'll see what happens with Washington. Maybe he will sell. And then think about this. If he gets $5 billion or more, Dollars or more for the sale of his team, irrespective of whether he wanted to sell it or not, he's going to be kind of smiling all the way to the bank.
5: Of course,
1: of course, the golden parachute. I mean, it, it, once you reach that level, you're always going to be okay, <laughs>
3: right? Like, nine zero, nine, nine zero, a billion, yeah, man.
0: nine. I think Amy said billions more than Carl Sagan in his yeah, interview. Yeah, billions. <laughs> that's exactly right. And billions, Amy, billions. Well,
3: that, that that's because I um, once spoke with a lawyer who, um, well, it was an in-house counsel for a company, and the jury came in with a verdict against them in court, and the judge read the verdict, and it was for over a billion dollars. And the lawyer representing the company said to the judge, Did you say billion with a B? (laughs) And my friend fired the lawyer on the way out the door.
0: (laughs) Amy, I'm so glad we did this. You are the GOAT. We will not be waiting quite as long to contact you next time. Thank you so much for your time this morning. And I'm looking forward to the playoffs and everything coming up.
3: Can't wait to talk again. I love you
0: guys. Love you too. Amy Trask, uh, NFL analyst for CBS Sports and our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, well, that was a surprisingly good Tuesday, November
1: show. I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. Me too. Very pleased with it. I'm going to walk out of here head held high 100%, today. 100%. And if you missed any of it, go back and listen. It really was quite a banger.
0: Yeah, just download the uh, free Odyssey app. You can get all of our hours, all of our podcasts downloaded or free, very easy to do so.
1: Freaking Paul! Paul has turned us, turned us. In, <laughs> he's turned us into a barbershop quartet. Red and striped outfits and, and everything, and put Adam as the <laughs> as the fourth. I'm clearly the soprano of the group, right? Adam, the soprano. Me and Paul Tenors and Ben the bass. Bass Tenor. <laughs> Adam. Vibrato. Now uh, now we get to come back and do it all
0: again tomorrow and see if we can How? match. How can we Gotta match that intensity on a Wednesday? Well,
1: tonight's going to be loaded with sports. Oh, well, this afternoon wait.
0: we got USA Iran. Coach will keep you updated during the game. Maybe there'll be some craziness we'll discuss in the morning. Uh, obviously you got an Aztecs basketball game tonight. Who knows what baseball moves will be made or we'll just talk more about bidets and barbershop quartets. And... Fine by me. Never sandwiches. Know.
1: You guys like sandwiches out there?
0: That's it for us. Uh, Coach Let's coming go, up next USA. for executive producer Paul Rindle for Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday from all of us at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.